This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human-grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog, Barnaby, loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash happier. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we talk about ways to build more happiness into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you might embrace the cheese and ask ourselves, what would we do with a magic hour? I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister Elizabeth Kraft, who really could use a magic hour these days. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yeah, Gretchen, I'm uh, working on my pilot, and I do wish there were more hours in the day. Yeah. Yeah, And for people who want to hear more about the pilot excitement in depth, Happier in Hollywood, uh, your podcast with your co-writer and co-host Sarah Fain, you go into it in much more depth, which is tons of fun. Yes. Everything you ever wanted to know about (laughs) making a pilot, you can find on Happier in Hollywood. Yes. Um, So we got a great email from Shelby in response to our episode 158, which was when we did a deep dive into the great challenge that Elizabeth and I undertook, which was to wear clothes uh, for a month. So Shelby had an interesting uh, a twist on the idea of wearing clothes. Yeah. Shelby said, I just finished listening to episode 158, where you did a deep dive into wearing clothes. Liz's upscale shoe game on alliteration Fancy Friday reminded me of a tradition my sister upheld through all four years in high school. Favorite color Friday. Every single Friday, she would wear at least one item that was her favorite and signature color, pink. And when people asked her why she always wore pink on Friday, she would cheerfully respond, it's favorite color Friday. I thought this was a fun tradition and a cool tie-in with your listeners' signature colors. How about doing favorite color Friday? I think this is a great idea. I love the signature color, which we've talked about many times. Uh, It would make wearing clothes even more fun. A friend of mine did a summer of pink where she got all pink clothes and wore only pink. I don't think I could go. I don't think I could go that deep. What color would you pick, Elizabeth, if you had favorite color Friday? Well, this is the problem. I still haven't chosen my signature color. So I, I, this is like, oh my, once again, I'm realizing I don't have my signature color. 
If I do, like the only thing I've come close to committing to is light gray, which I don't think counts. One is a signature (laughs) color, and it's kind of not in the spirit of favorite color Friday. So I don't know, but I love the idea. It's so festive. Yeah, I I can't commit to a signature color. I think my signature color is like the spectrum, like Mm. any kind of representation of the spectrum. But I, I think I would pick purple for this, but I would need to buy more purple clothes. But I think I would enjoy purple, purple Friday. Yeah, we had a listener also suggest picking a signature color of the year, which mm-hmm. maybe that would help us. Yeah, like Pantone. Um, not, yeah, <laughs> just so we didn't have to feel so like it was such a big commitment. Yeah, maybe we'll do that for 2019. We'll pick a color yeah. for the year. Okay. And Alyssa, this week our Try This at Home tip is embrace the cheese. This is something that you recently had a good experience with. Yeah. So Valentine's Day passed a little while ago, Gretchen. And normally Adam and I don't really do anything for Valentine's Day. You know, we'll like go out to dinner with Jack to one of our local restaurants kind of thing. But how we came about embracing the cheese is (laughs) our nanny, Cynthia, she came up to me and said, hey, you know, my boyfriend is working on Valentine's Day. So if you want, I can babysit. And I thought, well, uh, OK. I would just said, OK, sure. Babysit. I'm like, you know, so then right. once I had her babysitting, I realized, OK, now that we have a babysitter, I should come up with a Valentine's Day plan. And I sort of felt like it couldn't just be going to dinner. I had to do something. Mm -hmm. So I said to Adam, why don't we get massages? And I made us appointments at Burke Williams, which is a nice massage place in Los Angeles. And they were at like eight o'clock at night because I knew I would, you know, have to work till at least seven. And so we went, we had massages, something, you know, that normally we would never do on a Wednesday night or whatever it was. Right, of course, yeah. And then... We came out of our massages all relaxed, feeling wonderful. We ate dinner at the Cheesecake Factory <laughs> of all places. Yeah, but embrace it's actually, the Cheesecake Factory. I know. Yeah, if you're going to yeah. embrace the cheese. Yeah. Uh, but actually, that's where we went on like our second date, believe oh, it or not, at Cheesecake oh. Factory. So it was even that was kind of romantic. And then at the end of dinner, Adam pulls out a present for me. Um, And I was like, a present? He was like, yeah, I got you a Valentine's Day present. And it was this beautiful necklace. And it it was like crazy how excited I was to get that present. You Mm. know, gifts is not necessarily one of my languages of love, but it was like in that moment, it felt like so romantic. I felt so loved. And I'm like, normally we would never embrace the cheese Mm -hmm. you know and like do valentine's day but we really did valentine's day and we had the best time both of us were like walking on air so happy that's so great you know i think people sometimes object to holidays they're like well this is like a hallmark holiday like it's just forced on us um you know they object to mother's day or thanksgiving kind of like this cultural pressure um but i think that we need markers to recognize mm-hmm. the importance of the people around us. And it's very helpful to have a day where it's like, well, maybe you're going to do it, maybe you're not. But it's a reminder like, well, maybe you would want to do something like this. You know, this is this is an opportunity if you decide to take advantage of it, that there's something really valuable to that. Um, it's not just this sort of thing, this cookie cutter thing that you're forced to march through. Yeah, I also think because we're not naturally that way, it sort of had a bigger impact. Yeah. Um, and also it was just funny that, 
it was, I, I don't want to say foisted upon us, but like this ball started yes. rolling. Like Cynthia saying, well, why don't I babysit? Then I felt like, well, I better make a plan. And then because I had made this kind of nice plan to get massages, Adam thought, well, gee, we're doing Valentine's. That means the necklace. Right, you know? right, right. So everyone sort of played their part. But instead of being forced and manufactured, right. it felt strangely authentic. Well, I think one reason, and like I, some people, for instance, me, get resist things like this sometimes is that then you think, okay, if I do it one time, do we need, mm. do, well, will I have to do it forever now? Is this something that now is going to be expected going forward? And that can feel like a burden. And sometimes that does happen. It's like, I always think about that with young parents. It's like, it sounds fun to have birthday week now when you have a three-year-old, mm. but do you feel like doing birthday week forever? Because that could end up being a lot of work. So sometimes I resist things because I, I'm worried about it feeling like a burden. Do you feel like now you sort of raise the bar on Valentine's Day for you and Adam? Or do you feel like, well, this was just like a lovely one-time thing? Yeah, I feel more like it was a one-time thing. Maybe it'll happen again, but I don't now feel that we have to have some elaborate Valentine's Day thing every year. But it does make me think, well, hey, maybe I should plan something for our anniversary. Right. You know what I mean? It more makes me want to find other times to ah. embrace the cheese. Right. So it's not like you feel like this is just, I can only do this one time. It's You're like, I'd like to have more of this. Yeah, and just different times. Uh, because I, it is nice to just like... Take a break. Get out of the routine of the day yeah. and do something different. And I don't know, just sort of be a part of that great, you know, American tradition of cheesiness. Yeah. Now, you said that you were surprised by how much, how uh, really moved you were by the fact that he got you the necklace. Was that because it showed sort of advanced planning? Was it that he was thinking about what you would like? Is it that now you have a memento of this night that was such a pleasant experience? Like, what, what was it about the necklace? I think it's all of that. I think it's the fact that, like, without talking to me about it, yeah. he took time out of his day to go to the store and look for something and pick it out and bring it. And then I think every time I wear the necklace, I'll think about it and it fills me with a good feeling. So I think it's just all of that. Right. You know, it really meant something. And again, if he got me gifts all the time, it, not that he doesn't. You know, not that I, I get plenty of gifts. It's more just that it was so unexpected. Right. Because you guys don't usually embrace the cheese. He's not like coming home with roses or, you know, yeah. a ring every right. Valentine's Day. This is yeah. an unusual thing. Yeah. And how about you, Gretch? Do you guys embrace the cheese? No. What's your. I would say deal? Jamie's like, no, he does not have that. Uh, but maybe he could. Like, maybe uh, this has made me think, like, could I set up a situation where it would feel natural? Because he is a very loving person. It's just like that sort of expression of it doesn't come naturally to him but it's interesting here it was like Cynthia suggested something she made a move then you made a move then Adam made a move it was sort of like now I'm thinking you know and so often you're waiting for someone else mm. to make the first move and then you're like well if somebody else did it then I would respond you know if somebody else mm -hmm. steps up then I would kind of meet that but you feel like you're waiting for somebody else maybe if I did something more assertive if I was like you know we never do anything for anniversary but this year like let's really go out that would be tons of fun 
I could see him getting into that because he is a softy deep down. He is a softy. Yes, he is. He is. And he gets great gifts, by the he way. He is a great gift giver. That is true. Oh, and Gretchen, you know, there's been Sarah and I have um, on Happier in Hollywood have an ongoing discussion about office birthdays. Okay. Yay or <laughs> I, love, I love that ongoing discussion. Yes. Yeah. And I mean, once again, I have to say embracing the cheese makes me, you know, feel more warmly toward the notion of office birthdays. Mm-hmm. Oh, because it's yes, it's kind of a cheesy thing to do, but it matters for sort of the, the spirit of the group. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is something we talk about all the time, that really when you're talking about happiness, it always comes back to relationships, that relationships are a key, maybe the key to happiness. And so even though this may feel like sort of a prefabricated template for emotion, embracing the cheese can lead you to have these really nice interactions that deepen your connections with other people. And that's important. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. You know, it's just embrace the cheese around you. (laughs) Absolutely. So let us know if you do try this and how embracing the cheese works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is episode 161. So go to happiercast.com slash 161 for everything related to this episode. And yes, I will post a photograph of the necklace that Elizabeth got for (laughs) Valentine's Day. Coming up, we've got a different kind of book club happiness hack. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flow Knit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. 
So, Elizabeth, this happiness hack is related to two things. One is building relationships, which we were just talking about, and which are a key to happiness. How do you forge relationships with other people? And also reading more, because you and I love to read, and we're very gratified because so many people talk about the fact that they would like to read more as a happiness booster, that a lot of people want to form the habit of reading more because they know that it's something that's really important to them. And we got a great hack that kind of combines both these things. Yes, it came from Vanessa. She says, one solution is to start a different type of book club. I've participated in ones where everyone brings a book to the club that they want to share. We go around the circle and describe the book and why we love it. And at the end, people switch books with each other. It is more like book sharing, but there is no obligation to read for the social event. So I love this. Yeah, It takes all the pressure off. Yeah, and it's sort of like it's the excitement and fun of reading, but without the sort of homework aspect of it. And this is very much like, so I'm in four reading groups, three which are about children's literature, but then one is just like regular adult uh, fiction. And what we do every January is we do a book swap where we draw names out of a hat and then you buy a book for the person whose name you've chosen. And then at a special meeting in January, we do it in January because December's too crazy. In January, everybody brings a book. And so I would say like, oh, I picked Elizabeth. And the book that I chose for Elizabeth is My Life in France by Julia Child. And then I would read my favorite, like a great passage from it and talk about why I had chosen the book for you. And as a consequence, many people go on to read many of the books that people give in this exchange because hearing somebody talk about why a book is really good and why they picked it and reading like a choice paragraph from it gets you completely fired up to read that book. And so we all leave that really wanting to read everything that we've talked about. That is such a good idea. But so this is a way to do a whole book group around that. It's just it's about talking about the book you love Instead of like all choosing one book, it's, it's just like a sort of a different approach. I love it. Yeah. Not only that, but it's like something to do with books you've read. You know, I feel like we all buy so many books yeah. and it's nice to sort of trade them as yes. opposed to just having someone say, oh, get this book and then buying it. It's like, no, just, you know, trade your books around. I love it. Well, and then when you read a book that you really love, also, you're like, I just read this book called Sweet Dreams by Michael Frame, which was written like in 1973. But I immediately was like, oh, my gosh, I want to tell everybody about this book and I want to talk about it. So I'm emailing three mm. friends <laughs> who I like specially chose. I'm thinking you would really like this book. And so it, it's the fun of recommending. It's the fun yeah. of sharing. You, as you say, it's the fun of trading and feeling like you're putting something to good use. You're having this social event with people, but you're doing the book reading on your own. Yes. It's an interesting solution. So thank you, Vanessa, for this great idea. I love this hack. Love this hack. If you would like to see my one pager called Reading Better Than Before, that's all about habit change that can help you read more, um, you just email me or I will put a link in the show notes to Reading Reading Better Than Before. And now, Elizabeth, a know yourself better. I love this know yourself better. It's such a good question. What would you do with a magic hour? So a magic hour is you suddenly have a 25th hour in your day that nobody else knows about, and you can do anything you choose to do with this hour. So, Elizabeth, what would you choose to do with your magic hour? Um, Well, assuming it's not work, because I'm saying a magic hour, it's not going to be work. I would do Pilates, Ooh. Um, especially if I didn't have to actually get there. Like if the magic hour included me being just transported <laughs> to a Pilates yeah. studio. Hey, it's a magic hour. It could be as magical as yeah. we want. <laughs> 
because I love Pilates. I've always felt best about myself in my life when I've been doing Pilates. It's so good for you, too, in terms of stretching and flexibility and strength. Because we do strength training yeah. at Informed Fitness, which is great, but it's not about flexibility. And flexibility is, is you know, very important. Um, and I'm not doing any yoga or anything like that right now. So that's what I would do with my magic hour. What would you do? Um, I, you know, as boring as it is, I think I would just read more for fun. Like, that's what yeah. I always feel like if I just had more time to read for fun. Um, I hope that I wouldn't just like work on my email. Um, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I, know, I could see myself being like, oh, well, I'll just, if I could just get through this email, I'd feel so great, you know, just, to get, but it's like, this is magic hour. Kind of have a bigger vision. I feel like I should have a bigger vision even than just reading for fun. But, but that's, that's really what I would want to do. Yeah, that's what you really love. That's so what I really not? love. I do, I do not have a lot of interest. That's true. Um, and, of course, I, I feel like I should spe- say, like, I would spend that hour with Jack, which, of course, is also wonderful. But, again, there's something about Magic Hour that makes me feel like it, it, it should be something that's, like, enhances my health or something. I don't mm, know. Right. Well, here's just as a side note, you say you wish that you could spend more time with Jack. But one thing is that if you or other parents are feeling like they're not spending enough time with their kids, one thing that the research shows that I think is surprising to a lot of people is that parents these days actually spend a lot more time with their offspring, at least like middle class parents. One analysis of 11 Western countries estimates that the average mother spends 54 minutes a day caring for children in 1965, but almost twice that. 104 minutes in 2012 and men they do less than women but still way more than men in the past they've gone from 16 minutes a day to 59 minutes a day and so if you feel like oh i'm you know if you're sort of beating yourself up you could say like well kind of from a historical perspective i might be doing better than i think (laughs) yeah it doesn't seem like very much time yeah well they and they define it very specifically i'll put a link in the show notes if anybody wants to read their research yeah 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 Well, I think this is a good know yourself better question, you know, because it's sort of like when you say I would like to do Pilates, it's like, okay, right now, you know that you're not going to do it. You literally do not have time. You just cannot have time to do that. Again, because I want to see Jack. Like, if I ever want to see my son, I cannot be running off to Pilates. Right. Because you're doing this pilot. You've got a million things like there's just like it's the season of sacrifices. Well, even in general, I mean, even when I'm not doing a pilot, it's just like, you know, I get home from by the time I get home from work. um, You know, I just don't have time. Right. But I think sometimes just asking yourself this question, it's like then if ever time would open up or, you know, like you're in a you're in a hiatus period or just or time passes and and, mm-hmm. and situations yep. change or something like that. Knowing in your mind, like this is what I would have wanted to do. It kind of mm-hmm. reminds you of those priorities when that time opens up, because what I found is that time is this weird thing, like with whatever you have to do. It fills up the time. You never are like, oh, wow, I'm just sitting here twiddling my thumbs for an hour. How odd that I now have a new hour in my day. It just fills up. So it's good to always yeah. be thinking, like, well, what would I do if, if I could squeeze something in? Because it might always feel like it's a little bit of a squeeze, but at least you know what you would do with that time. Because sometimes we, we kind of lose track with what we really want, what our fantasy would be. Yeah, I think we just go through the day um, just on autopilot and you don't stop and think, well, wait, hey, this is my life. What? Do, how do I want to be spending it? Right. No, that's exactly right. And I think that's why this kind of fantasy, this magic hour is helpful. 
Because if you're thinking about, well, what can I realistically do? It seems like, well, that's not even on the table. But if you give yourself the freedom of fantasy, then it's like, well, this is what my best solution would be. And then maybe you will find opportunities to do it mm-hmm. when it arrives. You're sort of more aware of it. You, it's more come into your consciousness as something that you like because you haven't limited your imagination with what's realistic. Yeah. Who knows, Gretchen? Maybe someday we all will get a magic hour. <laughs> yes. Let's hope. And now for a listener question. As always, you can leave us a voicemail question at 774-277-9336 or easier to remember, 77-HAPPY-336 or email us at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. This week's listener question um, comes from Dawn related to our Try This at Home from episode 158 to create a standardized vacation. She writes, love the tip about a standardized vacation. Question though, What does the research suggest would be the bigger happiness bang for my buck? A standardized vacation with people I already see a few times a year or one with people I hardly ever see? I'm torn because one would be strengthening an existing relationship, which sounds great. I'd love to spend more time with the people I clearly like enough to hang out with multiple times a year. Or is it better to reach out to old friends I never see anymore? That seems daunting, and since I'm the one that would have to do the planning and nagging, like, less fun. What do you think? (laughs) Well, Gretch, I have to say, I feel like she answered her own question. It sounds like she wants to have a standardized vacation with people she already sees. Yes, yeah, I think think that it's pretty clear from just the way that she's framed the question that she has already figured out the answer. Um, what would, if it were for you, if it were for you, Elizabeth, what would you say? The, the more frequent one or the more distant ones? No, the more distant one. I would love to have a standardized vacation with my friends that I never get to see because the whole thing is I, I would love to know, okay, at least every October I'm seeing mm-hmm. these people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, not that I don't want to spend more time with people I see on a regular basis, but you know, I see them. I mm-hmm. really miss my friends who I don't see. So right. that would be what that's what I would want. But there's no rule here. Right. I mean, I don't think in terms of what's more happiness uh, bang for your buck, I think that's different for everyone. Exactly. This is a situation where you have to think about your own your own relationships, your own schedule, like what you want to get out of it. Now, so for me, too, it would be the more distant friends. But it's interesting, though, that it sounds like when she's thinking about the old friends she never sees, she's already resigned herself to the fact that she'd be just trying to herd the cats with these people who would be uncooperative. And I think that's a good reminder of something that we talked about before, which was if someone is doing this, support Mm. them. It is Mm -hmm. hard work to try to lead a bunch of people to a decision and execution on doing something like all getting together. Cooperate with them. Reward them. I, we got an email, Elizabeth, from somebody who said something like she realized after our discussion that everybody in their group should give flowers to the person mm. who was their organizer because they never really acknowledged her special role. Um, oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, because the fact is like this, if you think it's going to be too much trouble, you're not going to go to the bother. Then these relationships over time are kind of going to wither away. Um, yeah. If everybody's like, oh, I just can't get these people to agree on anything or like I've just, it takes so much work to pull this off. I'm not even going to try. Yeah, well, I have to point out the whole point of the standardized yes. vacation, try this at home, is to cut down yes. on planning and nagging. The whole yes. point is that once you have this in place, <laughs> yes. the organi- there is no central organizer yes. who has to nag yes. and plan. Good the point. whole point is to yes. take out the decision makings, to spread out the responsibility and solve that very problem. But it does take that initial planning to get there. 
So it's not without some organization at the beginning. It's interesting because when people talk about standardized vacations that they have going, they often are like people coming out of college or medical school or like a mommy's group or something like that where they're all together and seeing each other all the time. Mm. Then they come up with a standardized plan. And, you know, when it's easy, it's I think it is harder Mm -hmm. when you're trying to impose it later and come up with a plan. So anyway, I think that's a really interesting question from Don. Yes. Good luck, Don. Coming up, Gretchen gives herself a repeat happiness to merit. But first, this break. This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills. Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done. Gretchen, we used to mow the lawn. How much more motivated would we have been if we'd had funds deposited when we completed the hut chore? Mm-hmm. Sign up for Greenlight today and get your first month free when you go to greenlight.com slash happier. That's greenlight.com slash happier to try Greenlight for free. Greenlight.com slash happier. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Okay, Gretch, it is time for demerits and gold stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit. Well, Elizabeth, as you said, this is a demerit that I've repeated. I've made this demerit before, and this is, like, I have these day-to-day tasks that I need to get through, and when and I've fallen behind. And when I fall mm. behind on my day-to-day tasks, it really bothers me. Like, I really feel discombobulated and anxious, and um, it really drags on my happiness. And you have given yourself this demerit before, Gretchen, at least once, maybe multiple times. Yeah, yeah. I think the lesson from repeat demerits is there's probably some kind of systemic problem to fix. It's not just like a one-time slip-up. Mm. There's something that's not working or, you know, is there a change that can help? And I think the secret for me is I need to find ways to stay up to speed better when I travel. Because yeah. what's happening, I'm realizing, is every time I travel, I sort of fall behind and then I have to catch up when I return plus doing everything. You know, it's easier to keep up than to catch up. And I'm Mm -hmm. creating systems where I have to catch up. So I'm really going to challenge myself the next time I travel to figure out 
what can I do so that I can just maintain what I would usually do ordinarily without much effort while I'm traveling. And this makes sense because I feel like sort of as the years go by, you travel more and more yes. for work. Yeah. So there's it used to be you'd travel and then you would catch up. But now you're sort of back and forth so yes. much in your travels that you don't have that catch up period. Yes. So it makes perfect sense that you're sort of slowly falling behind. <laughs> yes, yes. And that is how it feels. Do you ever have this where you just sort of like everything you're just not doing what you should do and it's all just sort of slipping through your fingers yes for instance right now Gretchen doing this pilot I'm not keeping up with sort of Jack's life the way I normally do oh, yeah. so I always read the week in advance from his school you know they said oh this yeah. week this is happening yeah, and have that you know too. yeah and I always read it because usually there's something in there that you need to know. Well, I didn't read it last week. And then I suddenly find out he has no school on Monday. And I didn't even know this. I'm like, how do I not know my son doesn't have school? Would I have just gone and dropped him off at school? Um, now, I sort of came marching out of the office saying, Jack doesn't have school on Monday. And Adam's like, yeah, I know that. So luckily, I don't think he would have been there like abandoned on the <laughs> On, on the school it campus. Would have been a but great it, story, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh -huh. But it just made me realize, like, wow, I am really falling behind in yeah. life as I, you know, working on my pilot. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, how do you keep up when they're like the pressure is suddenly like escalated a lot? Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 So, Lisa, what's a gold star? Let's hear a gold star. Yeah. I am giving my gold star this week, Gretchen, to my friend Alexa. Um, because she motivated me um, to be a tourist in my own hometown, which is something that you're always advocating. Yes. And L.A. is, you know, very easy, designed to, um, to be a tourist, so it's an easy place to do it. But Alexa, we wanted to get our kids together and get, uh, you know, the couples together where um, we all are at the same school. And so we were sort of saying, oh, what can we do? And she said, let's go to Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh. Which, you know, is one of those museums where they have all these sort of crazy things. And it's right in the center of Hollywood. And so we all met there and we went to Ripley's. We went to the Matt Wax Museum oh. and we went to the Guinness um, World Records Museum, all like right next to each other on Hollywood Boulevard, wow. like the heart <laughs> of Hollywood, like, it, you know, the walk of, you know, fame, all of that. And we were real, honest-to-goodness tourists. Well, and you were embracing the cheese, the tourist cheese. <laughs> yes, that's true. I, we were embracing the tourist cheese, and it was so fun. Yes. Those are really um, fun things to do. Yes, although I could have done without seeing the shrunken heads at Ripley's Believe It or Not. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds like so much fun. Yeah, it really was. So gold star to Alexa for, like, again, she planned, she motivated Jack and Adam and me all to do something we had never done before. Oh, that is great. And that is it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Embrace the cheese. Yeah, Valentine's Day, tourist cheese, all it's, yeah. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you and what you did to embrace the cheese. Thank you to our producer, Odelia Rubin. Also, thanks to Kristen Meinzer and Andy Bowers of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And if you like the show, guess what? Please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us, rate and review us. Really helps other people find the show. 
and the resources for this week. Speaking of people getting together to discuss books and book groups, if you would like my discussion guides, you can request those for any of my books. They're for book groups, work groups, spirituality groups, Bible study groups, any kind of group like that. Just re- You can request it. And earlier we were talking about wearing your favorite color. If you love color as much as I do, and if you love to color as an activity, uh, you can email me and I will send you my free sheet from my coloring book. So you can get that as a freebie if you just email me. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward.